Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. Jesus, okay, okay. I promise my sister. Yeah, she had it. My sister, yeah, that that at nine. My sister, see, and 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 see, I'm a man of my word. I told him it was gonna be different. Y'all about to get the word today for real. I just got caught up with my sister, but we all needed to see that your restoration is here. Oh Jesus, your redemption is here. Your for oh Jesus, Marlon, your forgiveness is here. Come on, your destiny is here because your destiny is by design. And all you got to do is reach up. Oh, Jesus. All right, taking care. Taking, taking. I love that heart. I love that. I love that heart. Taking care. Do you like, do you like what you see? I'm going to jump off right here. Told you it's different. I'm just going to jump off here. The George Cooley, a renowned sociologist, he had a concept that reshaped the sociology of the world. And it's called the looking glass self. The looking glass self is that you go by what other people appear that you are rather than how God sees you. You always looking to somebody else to validate you when all you need to do is look up unto the hills from which cometh your help because your validation comes from an almighty God. Archie Smith Jr. in his book, The Relational Self, he says that, you know, how you see yourself rests on your recognition. You, you won't be responsible until you are recognized, until somebody's always praising you whether you do good or whether you do bad. They're, they're praising you and when they praise you, you think that that's who you are, that you're in that image. You, you just feel that way. Your image rests on recognition. You need somebody always telling you, you all that, a bag of chips in a Milky Way bar. That's how you get your validation. However, uh, biblically, I'm going to show you that to not get into your video, uh, biblically, I'm going to show you some people who, who struggled because they didn't like what they seen in the mirror. They didn't like it, and, and they tried to change their existential reality. They, they, they didn't want to look at their immediate situation. They, they didn't want to grab onto their eschatological expectation. They didn't, they didn't want to grab onto the salvation that God had for them. No, they wanted to stay stuck in a hole that the devil had dug for them. And, and once the devil digs a hole for you, you got to understand God is a gardener. He will give you the tools to 
help you dig out that, that hole that, that Satan has put you in. Let's start digging. Reflection. Reflection. Ruth 120. Online people, this, this is good today, I love. We want to take care of you online people. We do. We really do online people. You are a part of us. I, I feel you in the room. I do. And I'm, we're very concerned about you, your Hope Elam family. And, and we love you and nothing can separate us from your love. And we just want you to just keep tuning in to, to get this word, to get this worship, to understand what's the will of God in your life. And, and that comes from your reflection in the mirror. Do you like what you see? Naomi. The Hebrew word for Naomi is beautiful, pleasant to the eye. But Naomi says, don't call me beautiful. Don't say I'm pleasant to the eye. Call me Mar. I'm bitter. Oh, let me put it together. You're beautiful. But because you don't like what you see in the mirror, the reflection that you see, you change the reality of being beautiful and you make up some stuff to say you bitter. You, you bitter because you're not looking at yourself the way God sees you. God says that greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. You are, you are wonderful, but don't call me beautiful. Don't say I'm pleasant to the eye. Say I'm bitter. Say I'm broken. Say I'm barren. Saying I have so many blockades in my life, even though you're living in the overflow of God's blessing. Oh, y'all missed that. Because then you, you get ridiculed. The devil ridicules you. The devil lies to you. Isaiah 5.20, it says that he'll call good evil and evil good. He'll call darkness light and light darkness. He'll call sweet bitter and bitter sweet. He will ridicule you. He will make you live in your guilt. He will make you live in your doubt. He will make you live in your shame. He will make you live in every mistake, every mess you've been in. He will make you live in that and constantly talk about you to stop you from walking in the life that God has given you. And, and Hannah, in 1 Samuel 1, 6, she, she wanted a baby, but Peniah, her adversary, provoked her, picked at her. You know, irritated her, talked about her. You know, uh, you know, I used to get a lot of whoopings when I was young because my sister had real long hair and I used to always pull it. And she used to always say to my daddy, you know, ah, Pete picking on me, get him to bed. And then my father, boy, you better stop picking on your sister. <laughs> That's what Paniah was doing to Hannah. She was... She was picking on her because she didn't have a baby. She, her, her desires wasn't met. Her dreams wasn't being fulfilled. She did not know that her destiny was by design. So she went up to the Lord and she said, Lord, I'm, I'm tired of being ridiculed, God. But if I have a relationship with you, God, then God, you will bless me with that baby. And God did name Samuel. And God blessed her with Samuel because she went from ridicule ridicule to relationship oh y'all better stay with me now I told you it's a little different we're gonna get through the sermon today and look at the, re the relationship in our text today in our text today 
It says, do you not realize? Do you not know? Do you not understand that your body is a temple? Can I tell you something? The, the, the Greek word there, the Greek translation for temple there is dwelling place. Don't you know your heart is a dwelling place from God? What does he say? Thou art my dwelling place. God lives inside of you. Don't you know the Holy Spirit in, is inside of you? So I don't know who told you you can't move. I don't know who told you you can't clap. I don't know who told you you can't stamp. But I stopped by here to tell you it's already in you. And it's the Ruhapatumatos of God. The Holy Spirit is already in you. It lives with you. You house the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you. And don't you know it's the anointing, the Holy Spirit that destroys every yoke? It's already in you. And you'll get mad if somebody say the Spirit is in you. You don't know what's not known. But the Bible says it. 1 Corinthians 6.19. It says the Holy Spirit. It's already in you. He puts the Holy Spirit in you because God wants to have a relationship with you. Oh, my God. See, but some of you don't think you're worthy of God's relationship because of the ridicule you have been experiencing in your life. You don't think you're worthy of God's relationship because you don't like the reflection that you see in the mirror. But I stop out here to tell you, you fearfully, wonderfully, marvelously made, heir of God, joint heir of Christ, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. No, matter of fact, you better lose your mind right now because you know how important you are to God. You are his child and he will take care of you he will give you everything you need he will provide for you he will protect you he will keep you, Thank you Lord. don't you know when you are afraid you can abide up under his shadow don't you know he will be your fortress he will be your refuge he will be your shield he will be your buckler don't you know he will open up heaven and give angels charge over you? He will, oh my God, he will build a fence all around you. Don't you know how powerful your God is and how he feels about you? God loves you so much, he says, nothing. I don't care what you do. Nothing can separate. You got to have a relationship. Now, here's a point I want to get before we go to the text. You got to get this. He says, believe in me. Oh, must be on the side. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He says, believe in me. Okay. And if you believe in him, he can do exceedingly, abundantly, 
immeasurably, much more than you will ever ask or think. If you believe in him, he will make the crooked straight. If you believe in him, he will make the rough plain. If you believe in him, he can make something out of nothing. He can make a lot out of a little bit. If you believe in him, do you believe that God is able to do what he said? He can do. Let's go to the text. Renew and repair. Oh, yeah, we're going to get there. Creating me a pure heart. Creating me a clean heart. That's what communion. We're about to take it today. Ah, ah, oh. Here's the part for somebody. They hit your target right now. Search them, oh God. Psalm 139, if you fact checking me. Search us, oh God. Search us, oh God. And if you find anything unlike you, Oh, God, God, get rid of it right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody clap it out. Come on, somebody shout it out. Come on, somebody yell it out. Come on, Elohim, Elohim, Yahweh, the Holy One of Israel. Woo. Give me a renewed step. There's that spirit. Where's the spirit? Where? Where is something within? Jeremiah said, come on, it's like fire. Shut up. Oh, I wish I had. I hear y'all preaching with me. Preach with me. Shut up in my bones. And he says it feels like. Psalm 97 and 3, I see you, Holy Spirit. It says the fire goes out before him. He has to bring the fire so you can see where you're going. So he can be a lamp unto your feet. So he can be a light unto your path. So when you are in darkness, if you follow the fire, he will bring you to the marvelous, marvelous light. <sighs> With freshness. No, no. If you got an old thing in your mind, get rid of it right now. Let it go right now in the name of Jesus. Something happened to you in 1990, you still thinking about it. Something happened to you in 2000, you still in hold on to it. Something happened to you in 2010, and it's still waking you up at night. I stopped by here. This, come on, let's let it go right now. Come on, 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 let it go, let it go, let it go. I want a fresh wind. I want a fresh sail. I want a fresh anointing. I want newness in my life. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Ezekiel say, I'll give you a new spirit. I'll give you a new heart. I'll give you a new talk. I'll give you a new walk. Freshness. Newness. Hope even we want fresh oil. We don't want nothing warmed over. We want those mercies that's new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. New mercies, new mercies, new mercies. Let's get rid of that old stuff. Let's get rid of that old Jesus that's ringing. Do not banish me from your presence. Don't take me away. Ah. I hear it ringing. Somebody holding on to some old. Let that go. Let it go. Right now, let it go. Come on. 
That's in the past. It ain't going to come back. No. And if you want it to come back, no, I'll tell God, if it come back, make it come back new and fresh. Oh, God. You can come back, but you got to be new. And you got to be, oh, I, I, that's ringing. Is you got to be new? Come on, wives, make it new. Ooh, Jesus. Come on, wives, don't let him come home to the same way every day. Change it up. When he opened up the door, he'll say, woo, newness and freshness. He may not want to go to the sports bar to watch the game. He might ask you to watch the game because it's new and it's, ooh. I'm living in the overflow, I'm living in the overflow. Take it not. Here's the point I want to hang my hat on today. I wanted to get to this, I didn't get to it at nine. You got to remember right now so you can recover. Jesus. Jesus. We finna lose our mind. The devil got something of mine and I want it back. I don't know about you, but the devil got something that belongs to me. And I want it back. God's going to give it. A fr- ah, Jesus. All you got to do is remember. This is Hezekiah. Uh-huh. He loved the Lord. But the angel came to Hezekiah and told him, somebody told him, Hezekiah, you better get your house in, see, huh, you hope Elam, we gotta have order. It's biblical. Read it. He say, you gotta have order. He said, get your house in order. And when Hezekiah got his house in order, he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, Lord. What you mean I'm about to die? What you mean, Lord? What you mean I'm about to get laid off? Wait a minute, Lord. What you mean you about to walk out that door? What you mean you ain't listening to what I say no more and you ain't but 16? What, don't you know this my house? Don't you know this is my temple? Don't you know that the Holy Spirit dwells here? Oh, Jesus. But you got to remember. Watch it. How I walk faithfully. With wholehearted devotion. That, that means for real. That means Hezekiah loved the Lord. And he walked wholeheartedly. And watch it. And I'm done. What's good in your eyes. God, I've been a good servant. I don't understand what you mean I'm about to die. Keep reading. I see you got your phones on. Then the angel came to the Lord and said, you right. Hezekiah, watch it, watch it. Somebody going to shout. He said, I heard your prayers. No, 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 no. Let me say that again. I'm telling you right now. You've been praying. God has heard. Oh, God. Come on. Come on. Here it is. The good setup. The good setup. Because I want to do David. Yeah, this is better. This is better. Watch it. Watch it. He said, okay, Hezekiah, I heard your prayer. And come on, Bible reads. He gave Hezekiah 15. 
He, he remembered and he recovered. But now watch it. This is where y'all really, if y'all really get this principle, the sermon might be over. Somebody might run around the church. David, don't y'all know 1 Samuel 30? Come on, fact check me, fact check me. Verse 8. Come, you know, verse 6, you know, David had been out. Oh, Jesus, let me put my glass down because I feel this thing. I feel this thing. David had been out all night. Come on, come on, priest of the home. You've been working all night for your family, trying to bring home the bacon, trying to be the priest of the home. But then when you get home, your wife and kids say they don't like you no more. Get out the house. And you've been working all night. And the people said, the people, the stuff was gone. And they say, David, we gonna stone you. They had amnesia that Saul killed a thousand, but David killed 10,000. They had amnesia that David was a stone cold gangster, killer, BMF Tariq style. Don't you know David was worse than Tommy? That's for the hip-hop people in the house. If it's not, you know. March, who is Tommy? Does he go here? Has he ever been in our small group? Tommy. BMF? Who is that? Is that a nickname for Connect, Grow, Serve? I had to do this way because David always tell a joke before it gets really, really serious because David had worked all night and then they said it was going to stone him and come on, the text said David laid hands on him. See, see, sometimes when you don't like what you see, you got to lay hands on you. Quit running to a church, quit running to a preacher, quit running to your friends talking about lay hands on me. Come on, have the attitude of David. You need to stop and be able to lay hands on. Oh, God. And he said, when David laid hands on himself, I get to verse 8. Verse 8, after David got, come on, God said, I'm going to give it back to you. God says, I'm going to renew you. God said, I'm going to repair you. God says, you have remembered that I have relationship with you and you got a different reflection and you don't care about the ridicule everybody in the camp then gave you. So God, what shall I do? Pursue. God said, yeah, pursue. And when you pursue, you're going to recover all. You're going to get back everything that they has taken from you. So here we are. Here's your time. I'm about to tell you, you better go and take your stuff back. Tell the devil, give me my stuff back. It belongs to me. You, you better give me my stuff back. It belongs to me. I'm going to recover all that you've taken. Take it back. Tell the devil right now, it belonged to me. No, tell him it belonged to me. No, lay your hands on yourself and say it belonged to me. Come on, lose your mind for about 10 seconds and say it belongs. It belongs to me. It belongs to me. Give it back. Give it back. And then he will 
rescue you because he's redeemed you. Hmm. Huh. God, give me my stuff back. I asked for it. And you've given it to me. You know, I asked, God, why did the devil try to take my purpose? It must be on this side. When you work for God, the devil will come and try to take it from you. Maybe not enough Bible for some of you. Romans 7, every time I try to do good, evil is all around me. And the things I should do and the things I don't do. Oh, wretched man that I am because I don't like what I see. Oh, wretched man that I am because I'm being ridiculed. Oh, wretched man that I am, who's going to save me from this body? Who's going to rescue me? Who's going to redeem me? From this body of death, but there is therefore no. Take your stuff back. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Watch it. Therefore, you were bought for a price already purchased. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Huh. Because you've bought me. Huh. I think. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans 12, 1. It says, don't present your body a dead sacrifice. Yeah. Well, I love it. Y'all getting that Bible. I love it. The more Bible y'all know, the faster the church going to grow. Get into your word. Come on. The more we worship, the faster the church going to grow. Work on your worship. Work on your word. Work on the wonderful workings of God in your life. Yeah, present your body a living sacrifice. That's the least you could do. That's your reasonable service. He, he presented him, his body, a sacrifice for us. And if you're really taking care of you, if you're really not going by what nobody else think, if you really just want to know what's in your heart and mind, I stop by here to tell you, do not conform, Romans 12, 2, to the things of this world. Ah, to the things of what somebody else is saying, to the things that somebody else is trying to define you, to the things what Facebook is saying, Instagram, Twitter, MSNBC, Fox News, CNN. Come on, people on your job. Quit letting them define you. Do not conform to that. But be ye transformed. The Greek word for transform is make a metamorphosis. Come on, I'm dating myself. But Deuce, if you watching, come on, baby, it's morphing time. You got to morph out the sin that you in and walk in the anointing that God has given you. It's morphing time. And the reason it's morphing time is because you're in a battle. Oh, we getting through the sermon today. I told you I was going to give it. Here it is. Here it is. Why is taking care of yourself so important? After God is you. If you got anybody else after God, rather than you repent right now in the name of Jesus. No child, no spouse, no family member. After God is you. You came in this world. 
and you leave in this world. But if you hook up with God, he's going to take care of the people that you love. And what better protected than to have than God? The one who says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. The one who says, my God, be strong and be courageous. You're in a battle. And we're going to sing it, never lost. We're in a battle. We're in a battle, and he never lost a battle, and... He never lost a battle, and... He never lost a battle, and... He won't lose a battle because it's not yours, it's his. He won't lose the battle because he's going to cover you with his blood. And when he covers you with his blood, you will have that breakthrough. You can go get your stuff back. You can go tell the devil, give it back. It's mine. Come on, come on. You don't live with me anymore. Your breakthrough. This here and this is what your breakthrough looks like. The only bad thing about that is Hawkeye colors. That's the only. I can tell John had something to do with that slide. Pray for my brother today out at West Des Moines. I prayed for him early this morning. I hope he felt it. I could tell he had something to do with this slide, but guess what? Guess what? When you're taking your stuff back, I don't care what color it is. I'm going to get my breakthrough because it's not in the color. It's in the person. Uh, it's not in the color that I like. It's the person who I know. No, it's not in the color I like. It's the person who I serve. No, it's not in the color I like. It's in the person who I love. And I love. And his name is. And his name is. And his name is. I can't hear you. And his name is. Take your stuff back today. We're taking Christianity back at Hope Elam. Oh, y'all should be losing y'all. We, we taking our Christianity back at Hope Elam. We're saying this is a refreshing place. This is a place where you can come and be new. This is a place of forgiveness. This is a place of love. This is a place of service. This is a place where his mercy and grace. We taking Christianity back. Go tell your friends. If they say, you say, come go to church with me. They say, why you got me? They say, because I'm taking my stuff back. And you belong to God. And I'm telling you, go get back with him. My time is up. Thank you for yours. Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope-elam.org.